Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchos.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 1st. I hope you enjoyed Justin Paradis's version of the SP Roundup. And yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I made this decision yesterday. I paced a lot in my kitchen. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go for it this year. And I'm going to work my butt off for you. So I'm going to have the Plus Pitch Podcast every single weekend this season. I'm not going to say it's five days a week. I'm going to say it's seven days a week. I'm just going to do it. And I'm a madman and I'm doing it for you. And if you appreciate this, please let me know on Twitter. And if I don't hear anything, then I might be like, you know what? Why am I doing this? So thank you all so much for your support of this. I hope you enjoy. I hope you listen to this. I know it's a little bit later. It's going to be a little bit later on the weekends, but still should be helpful for you to just have your quick review of everything that happened. All right, so yesterday's games, we have Jesus Lazardo won 5.2 innings, zero runs to its four walks, five Ks. The biggest thing is that the velocity is still here over 97. It was a 97.4 mile per hour fastball in this one, averaged. He sat that. And why that's important is because this time last year, Jesus Luzardo was at 97, blew everyone away until he got hurt, and then came back at 96. Now he's back to 97. Had a fantastic start. Yes, the four walks are there. That's because he had a low 57% strike rate with the change of end breaker being too low for this one. But the fastball was good. He's also throwing a lot more four seamers and sinkers, which is what we want. All of this is great. And by the way, he did this against the Mets, who are a very solid offense. I was treating them as elite, and I actually might be thinking they're more of second tier than top tier. Still, very good offense. Jesus Lazardo does not care, and everything is good here. Dustin May went seven innings, zero runs, three. It's one walk, four Ks against the Diamondbacks. As Justin Paradis said, you add three miles per hour for having his hair. It's kind of like a Samson thing. Sorry, Adrian. You don't get this benefit. Um, Dustin May did well here. Obviously, seven innings, zero runs, great whip. This might be the story of Dustin May, a premier Toby, where he is not getting a 25% plus strikeout rate. He's going to live around 20, 21%. He went more four-seamer over sinkers, which is good. And the sinkers were also inside to right-handers, which is exactly what Dustin May should be doing. A lot of lateral movement on that sinker is going to get a lot of quick outs, as he did here. 84 pitches to go through seven innings is fantastic. The biggest question is how good are the secondaries going to be? And is he able to elevate with the four-seamer? If this is going to be a process for Dustin May this year, he came back from Tommy John last season. He finally now has a proper spring training. He's going to Figure things out. Think of Dustin May just entering the majors now. That's what's going on. Expect him to improve as the season goes on. There will be a day when all of a sudden the strikeouts show up. And hopefully that's something that does stick moving forward. But I like Dustin May. I don't think he's a top 30 starter. But I think he is a better version of like last year's maybe Merrill Kelly. If that makes sense. Maybe he could be like Tony Gonsolin from last year. Maybe. I don't know. Cal Freeland went against the Padres, and for the second straight day, a Rocky pitcher did super well against the Padres on the road. Six innings pitch, zero and runs, three hits, one walk, and one strikeout. How am I supposed to butter my bread with this? 
There is nothing new here. If you remember Kyle Freeland when he had that fantastic 2018 season, it was when he hinted like 95 miles per hour and all. He sat under 90. You cannot buy into this. Merrill Kelly went against the Dodgers. He normally gets crushed by them. He allowed zero earned runs, but it was only 3.2 innings, three hits, four walks, four cases. Command wasn't great. His changeup was good, but 18% CSW. This is not the elite pitch. So I have no interest going after Merrill Kelly. I think the bigger story is honestly Dre Jameson going 66 pitches across one earned run of four frames. And that was pretty fun watching him throw 97 mile per hour four seamers. I think that was pretty cool. I don't really have faith in him for uh, for long term starting rotation value as he didn't get many whiffs on it. <laughs> he doesn't get whiffs on his fastball, and that's a big deal for Dre Jameson. But with Merrill Kelly, I just don't really care, honestly. Uh, David Peterson against the Marlins. Five innings, one run, eight hit, eight hits, one walk. Five strikeouts. He was my stream pick of the day. I think I still win on this one because it was one run, five Ks, even though we got the loss. The whip isn't good, 1-8, uh, 1.8, but I think generally that you're fine with this one. I think this was a worse version, and he got away with this a bit. Uh, you see eight hits, but he allowed, well, he allowed them on pitches that were in the middle of the zone. Uh, sliders and fastballs that were very hittable. Not the premier Peterson. He went more arm side with the slider than glove side. That's supposed to be a glove side pitch. I think he was kind of hyped in his first start of the year. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He still got whiffs on that slider. 21% swing strike rate. I think we're good in the schedule. is so good for David Peterson that you should be holding on to him moving forward. Lance Lynn went against the Astros. 5.2 innings, 200 runs, 3 hits, 4 walks, 6 Ks. We're all fine here. I mean, 4 walks is weird for Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is not a walk guy. He's like a 5% walk guy. That's strange. But the whiffs were there. 17 whiffs in 96 pitches. 96 pitches. He's stretched out. I'm so sad he couldn't go one more out in that sixth inning. But it's against an Astros, too. You should feel very, very good about Lance Lynn. Christian Javier went against the White Sox. Five innings, three and runs, eight hits, one walk, six Ks. He earned a golden goal. That is, he had both the highest amount of whiffs and the best CSW in a given day. You love to see it. You hate the eight hits. He hung his slider a ton. I mean, his slider was not going down at all in this one. That was a major issue. But the velocity concerns that we had in the spring post-WBC were not there for Christian Javier. That is a wonderful thing. So be excited about Christian Javier. The whip is going to come way down in the future when the slider comes way down. That should happen. Feel good about Christian Javier. But should you feel good about Robbie Ray? Well, we're going to talk about that and today in tomorrow's streamers after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. 
Robbie Ray, 3.1 innings, 300 runs, four hits, five walks, three Ks. What's going on? He needed 91 pitches to get ousted in the fourth. 19% CSW. His curve went zero for seven CSW. His slider went 12% CSW. What is this? It's so strange. He was having such a good spring. He was dominant with the heater. Everything looked good. Splitters were there, and he didn't throw a single one in this one. I don't know. I'm just going to say, like, you know what? Weird day, Robbie Ray. At least you were at 93 miles per hour, which is fine with me. I I, I want to see you at 94, but at least you're not at 92. Okay? We just kind of go, what? And we move on. Robbie Ray, you're better than this. We know this. You're better than this. It's fine. Uh, Hunter Gaddis was on the other side of that. 3.2 innings, 4 and runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. Like, who is Hunter Gaddis? He's a guy who's currently replacing Tristan McKenzie for the Guardians. Honestly, I think you're going to see Gavin Williams near uh, sooner rather than later. There's also Logan Webb. I'm not Logan Webb. Logan Allen. Yeah, one like the four Logan Allens. I uh, don't trust people with two first names, so move on from that one. No. And Tanner Bibby are the other prospect options with Cody Morris also on the IL, unfortunately. I'm really upset that Cody, Cody Morris is because he'll be much better than Hunter Gaddis. As far as Gaddis goes, he's a cutter slider guy. And Savant wanted to say it's a, it's a four-seamer slider. That might be corrected by now. But... Uh, but yeah, this is this is like Rasmussen and Ashcraft, right? Throwing that that premier fastball that is essentially a cutter, and then having a bigger, loopier slider. The slider is very average to me. It's like your traditional, like, "Hey, I'm a slider. Come try to hit me," kind of pitch, as opposed to, "Whoa, that was a slider." And then the fastball has massive cut action. It's essentially a cutter. I don't think it does him good. Uh, so. I don't think this is a good situation. I don't think Hunter Gaddis is worth any of your attention. The last one we're going to talk about here is Nick Martinez. He went seven innings, four and run, six hits, two walks, and five Ks. Oh, I'm so frustrated because he, I love his approach. He's trying to go sinkers inside the lefties. And he's going heavy on the changeup, which had 11 whiffs last night. Really good to see. The only 37% overall heaters in favor of these secondary pitches. And he threw one sinker that was supposed to be inside to Blackman and just got too much of the plate. It landed right in the middle. And Blackman hit a two-run shot. And that was it. And that really would have been seven innings, two runs, five hits, two walks, five Ks. And that would have been so good. We would have been thrilled. He had 15 whiffs, 32% CSW. And he's also stretched out 101 pitches for Nick Martinez. To go seven innings is a huge deal pitching for the Padres. I really dig this. I think Nick Martinez is someone... That is going to do really good things for you this season. Um, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be like a top 30 pitcher. But for someone who's the cost of free, uh, Nick Martinez, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. Looking forward to today's games. The auto start tier has 10 guys. Spencer Strider, Woodruff, Wheeler, Gosman, Kershaw, Ludolo, Logan Gilbert. Patrick Sandoval's against the Athletics, so he's in here. Same with Sonny Gray against the Royals. Now, Chris Sale is getting the Orioles. I understand some want him in the probable start tier. I get that. But you have Chris Sale, you just got to do it. He's going against the Orioles. I mean, they did look good on opening day. I'm starting Chris Sale. And the probable start here, Nathan Nivaldi gets the Phillies. I hope his velocity is all good. It should be fine. Zach Eflin is my stream pick of the day against the Tigers. Lucas Giolito is going against the Astros. If you want to put him in the questionable start here, go right ahead. I feel good about Lucas Giolito. And I think that he's going to actually have a good start here. Clark Schmidt um, is going against the Giants. And he's been throwing 40% breakers in the spring. I really like that. I want to go against the Giants who are not in intimidating offense. Then Jose Urquidy should be fine against the White Sox. So he's in the probable start tier. The questionable start tier, the two that really, maybe three, uh, suggest 
pushing them into the probable start here and I decided not to is Alex Cobb against the Yankees uh, who had that knee injury where he had a comebacker and he's okay and he has a new slider I haven't seen the new slider yet but it's against the Yankees who are pretty dangerous and I think you just kind of want to wait and see one start Tyler McGill is going against the Marlins which is a good situation but he's not throwing with the same velocity nor with the same whiffable slider consistently he's a little bit off but I could be all of a sudden just so amped about Tyler McGill and call him Ty Lord once again, once he earns it, he needs to have land. <laughs> and that land needs to be my roster. So once he has land in my roster, then I'll call him Ty Lord McGill. Hopefully he does well against the Marlins here. And then Justin Steele goes against the Brewers. If he has a good fastball, that's great. But I think it's a little risky. I don't like his slider. So he could just go like 4.2 innings in this one. There's Shin- Shintaro Fujinami. Mount Fuji, as he like to call himself, which is awesome. Uh, going against the Angels. He's a cherry bomb. He's going to walk a lot of guys. Hopefully, he doesn't allow a lot of hits, which means that this would be a beneficial start. He's going to get strikeouts. He's going to have like a 25% strikeout rate. It's just about how many walks he allows and how long that allows him to go in the start and all of this stuff. He's going to be pitching every Saturday, by the way. That's the plan for the Athletics. He's going to move around this. He's just pitching every Saturday um, to ease him into the rotation, which I think is kind of cool. So, it could be a five-man some weeks, six-man another um, keep that in mind with Fujinami. Um, Michael Walker is going against the, the Rockies. I like him less than Lugo and Martinez. So he's inside of this tier. I just don't trust the command. Edward Cabrera gets the Mets. So I'm a little bit worried about that one. Maybe though I would have been overrating the Mets. And this could be a good start for Cabrera, who's still very wild with his stuff, but his stuff is so good. Spencer Turnbull is actually uh, highly favored uh, by P.L. Bot. Um, but he's returning from Tommy John. And that, I think, is why we don't have so much data from him. I uh, we'll see how he performs. He looked good in the spring. There are all the reports, but I didn't really get to watch him and really study the numbers too much with him. So I'm excited to see what we get there. A bit risky, but there is some upside with this fastball four-seamer and slider combination. Aaron Savali and Dean Kramer are more of your quality start chases against the Mariners and Red Sox, respectively. Savali, if he's going 67% cutters and curveballs, so he only threw like five in his final spring tune-up. I think that was more just working on their stuff. Then that would be that could work out well. While Dean Kramer could maybe eke something out against a Red Sox offense that isn't that good. Um, and Jack Flaherty gets the Jays. Um, I don't want to do that. Jack Flaherty does not look good. And the Jays are the Jays. Josiah Gray gets Atlanta. And he has his new cutter that I'm very interested in. And that's a good pitch. And then he saves his four-seamer uh, for two strike pitches. Then has this amazing slider. That could be really interesting. So I'm very curious to see. But it's against Atlanta, of course. Not in Jordan Lyles, Rich Hill. Rich Hill, by the way, is like P.O. Bot's favorite thing against the Reds. And we know that. That can't be right. Right? Right? We'll see. Jose Arrania and Madison Bumgarner at the bottom as well. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. We have Joe Ryan, Jeffrey Springs, Kodai Senga, and Chris Bassett in that top tier. The first three are obviously against very weak opponents. And Chris Bassett against the Cardinals. Very contested, um, that one. But Chris Bassett, I think the velocity stuff is not going to be something we worry about too much in season. I think he's been ramping up for it. And it's Chris Bassett's really good. This should be a solid start. Probable start, you have Jameson Tyone against the Brewers. Luis Garcia against the White Sox. I think both of them are just kind of safe options. You have Jared Schuster, really fun one against the Nationals. Tyler Anderson, very safe against the Athletics. And surprisingly, none of those guys can be streamed. But Graham Ashcraft can against the Pirates. Very low rostered, surprisingly. I'm in on that one. He's throwing, he's looking good in the spring, and the Pirates aren't that scary, save for O'Neill, Cruz, and Brian Reynolds. Uh, you have Jordan Montgomery against the Jays. It's too scary of a matchup, uh, and this is a questionable start here. You have Eric Lauer. I don't know what kind of fastball he's going to bring against the Cubs. 
No one's in regards to 93, so he's a questionable against the Diamondbacks. Seth Lugo against the Colorado Rockies. I like him more than Waka, but he's still inside the questionable start tier. As I don't really know what he's going to look like here. Nick Martinez looked a lot better in the spring than Lugo. Um, Cal Quantrill, Cole Irvin, Martin Perez, Marco Gonzalez are all Toby types, which are really middling pitchers if you're not familiar with the term. Um, who are barely good enough to be on your roster and more like five, six innings of hopefully good ratios and not high strikeouts. They go against decent offenses. Uh, I'm favoring Cal Quantrill and Colt Irvin above Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez there. Ross Dribbling is in the middle against the Yankees. He has a great changeup, but is it going to be that good? And is it enough? I don't know. I don't know. At the bottom of this tier is Trevor Rogers and Johnny Brito, which is kind of shocking to a lot of people, I imagine. But Trevor Rogers does have a good amount of upside, and maybe the Mets aren't that good. And we'll see how that goes. While Brito against the Giants, I think the Giants aren't very good. There's a win chance here. He's pretty stretched out. And it's not an amazing fastball slider combo, but it's good enough that this could work out well. And I don't actually think there's a massive amount of risk considering it's the Giants. In the do not start tier, it's Ken Waldachuk, Mackenzie Gore um, as the two guys that maybe could go into the third tier. But Waldachuk just walks too many batters and has not looked that good in the spring. While Mackenzie Gore gets Atlanta, and I just think it's too risky to do. Vince Velasquez goes against the Reds that maybe could work out if he has his best fastball. But it's also in Great American Ballpark, and that could just be a home run city. Joey Wentz is better than you think, but you still don't want to do it against the Reds. You don't want to at least jump into the fire right away. Bailey Falters, whatever, against the Rangers. Uh, Austin Gomber, maybe this works because the Padres haven't done anything against Freeland and Marquez yet. Uh, Tanner Houck against the Orioles. Uh, It's just the slider, and the Orioles look good, and Tanner Houck has not looked good lately. Brad Keller against the Twins. Zach Davies against the Dodgers. Even if it's his best changeup, it still might not be enough. And it's the Dodgers. And then Mike Clevenger, you don't want to roster anyway. And then especially against the Astros. But that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support. Let me know if you want me to continue doing these on the weekends, if they're helpful for you. If they're not, then I guess I'll take my weekends back. But I'm going to try as hard as I can. If you want this to exist, I will do this for you. Thank you all so much for the support. Uh, But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your bat be low and your strikeouts high.